previously on the Infinite Escape Room. Don't, don't call me up on my inconsistencies. You give me turbulence in my loins whenever I'm near you. As we all know, Voldemort loves to fuck. Roar. Or just, just squat like the dogs do. Like, what animal stands up to we? Do we want to get this deep into coconut lore? Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room. The puzzling podcast where a bunch of geographically diverse chums come together, have a drink, and work together. Colleagues. The puzzling podcast where a bunch of geographically diverse colleagues <laughs> come together, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape Actually, room. You know, that's years. worse. You're right. You were right the first time. That is worse. That makes it sound like a terrible team building exercise. <laughs> we couldn't afford paintball this year, so we're doing this. <laughs> Before we introduce ourselves, I'm here to tell you that this episode is snack-sponsored by Enigmailed. While pondering this week's puzzle, I've been nibbling at a bar of the Peel McCoy and having a go at the included puzzles as a bit of a break. And I can happily tell you that I've gotten further through the chocolate than I have done through the puzzles on the packaging. Strangely, I'm not a lover of dark chocolate or many orange chocolates, but I'm loving the punny name and I thought I'd give it a go. And uh, the bits of orange peel uh, and the actually kind of like really nice dark chocolate is is a, a really winning combination. Dear listener, the chocolate is gone and more shall be purchased post haste. If you'd like to give them a go, head over to enigmailed.com and let them know the Infinite Escape Room sent you. I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, and this week I am drinking a Beatrix Porter. Oh, um, I like what they did there. <laughs> yes, it was a uh, a can that we picked up in Aberystwyth uh, last weekend. It's smooth, balanced porter, uh, brewed with a variety of multigrains, cocoa nibs. Uh, I was going to say nivilla, but that's that's not how you say it. <laughs> vanilla and muscovado sugar, and it, it it's really nice. It's um, that sounds like breakfast cereal. It's not overly sweet. Um, but it has a really nice rounded flavour. Oh, thank you. <sighs> do you have ice cream? Oh, good God. I do. I'm John, everyone. Hello. Uh, I'm locked in with Ben and Jamie today, and I've just been given by my wonderful wife some ice cream and tarts. Yes, jam tarts, I believe. I'm also drinking a beer. It is called... It's one of those cans that's full of shiny stuff. It's just like, there's just, I can't even find a name. There's just a picture of what I think is sort of a curled up ice cream on the front. <laughs> Thematic. Is this, is this a puzzle too? <laughs> um, the, the, the original Forest Fruits Ice Cream Imperial Stout. Oh my word, 10%. Okay, so Jamie, you're carrying this one. <laughs> we'll be fine. I'm sure it'll just sharpen the brain, John. Here we go. Oh wow, there's a lot going on there. Um, I'm, I'm weirdly getting sort of Vinto-y flavours, oh. which is, is concerning. Um, it's It's nice, but it's it, it, again, it's it's basically dessert, uh, and I've got dessert next to me, which really does leave me in a Sophie's Choice situation. You could um, pour pour one over the other, and then cut oh, out the middleman. Do I pour the beer over the ice cream? Well, what I, and the tarts? Dealer's choice, John. You could pour the ice cream into the beer. It's up to you. Okay, I'm genuinely staring at these two, wondering <laughs> what, what I should do. <laughs> Pouring beer over tarts sounds bad, though. That sounds like something that you'd get arrested for much, much later. And I'm Jamie, and this week I'm drinking a very refined and sophisticated cup of red wine because Ooh. I made a casserole and it was left over from the cooking. Very nice. I have to ask, did it say very refined and sophisticated on the bottle? Because if it did, it isn't. 
Well, it was less than a fiver, so it probably said something to that effect. (laughs) Real wine, honest. (laughs) Contains real grapes. Wine-flavoured beverage. Mm. (laughs) Just just gone off grapes mixed with vinegar, but it's £4.88, and by God, I'm going to drink the lot. It's all right. I don't know about either of you, but um, we're recording this evening in the middle of, is it Storm Dudley? And That's the crappiest name for a storm ever. Yeah. I've got... I, Hi, in the I'm eaves. Storm Dudley. Be afraid. <laughs> I'm here to fuck up your town. <laughs> Sorry. That just sounds like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> every, every threatening character is now Winnie the Pooh. Mm, you're going to get fucked up. Except, except Xi Jinping, for obvious reasons. Yes, yeah, we, we, we cannot speak of that. So uh, if you hear some, uh, some banging and whatnot, um, I, I know over here I've got doors that are just sort of, um, I should say rustling in the wind, but like banging open and closed in the wind. Before we begin, I'd like to thank our Patreons for their continued support, and I'd like to give a special shout-out to two of our supporters, Christopher Chung and Will Ryder. Thank you very much to the both of you for helping keep the show on the metaphoric road. Love you. Right then, just what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it's like any other escape room you may be familiar with, but this one reaches across all known themes, retail parks, and dimensions. And because it's infinite, there is no end. Every room in the infinite escape room links into the next, in one big never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week, one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room, while the others try and solve it. If you don't escape within 30 minutes, then terrible things shall befall you, and if you break anything, you will lose your deposit, which this week is your ability to move while anybody can see you. Oh, good God. That's wow. So we become a um, weeping angel from Doctor Who. Effectively, but just yourselves. What's a weeping angel? Oh, John, so glad you asked. So I'll give you the abridged version. It all begins in 1963. President Kennedy has just been assassinated. The world is aflame. Um, weeping angels, you're this creepy angel statues you see in cemeteries sometimes. Mm. Basically that, but as a monster that stays still whenever you look at it. But as soon as you stop looking at it, it's able to move and then attack you. So every time you blink, it gets a little bit closer. That's horrendous. It's incredibly creepy. I should tell Grace. <laughs> <laughs> They're one of the, one of the best uh, villains in the rebooted series of Doctor Who. Yeah, so effectively that, except you're not creepy. You're just you. Oh, it could make <laughs> chopping incredibly difficult. <laughs> Everybody, turn away. <laughs> just trying to get some beans. <laughs> You just be walk, walking around screaming, don't look at me, which of course makes people look at you. Are we ready? Well, I was, but now I'm a little nervous. I think so. Then let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. Last time on the Infinite Escape Room, you found your stomach churning on an aeroplane inside an eagle. Using the pukey, you managed to get into the only WC on board. Flinching in preparation for an absolute horror show, you instead see that the place is spotless. It's actually shimmering with how clean it is, and the air smells faintly of cherry blossom. Your confusion turns to panic as your stomach roils, and you open the lid to finally purge yourself of your ill-gotten in-flight meal. But upon opening the lid, your eyes grow wide as you're met with not the hard plastic bowl of an aeroplane toilet, 
but a tunnel that stretches out further than this plane should allow, before bending sharply downwards. This ain't no Ryanair. A small white rabbit wearing rubber gloves and holding a bottle of bleach pops its head above the bend, clocks you looking at it, swears in a thick Scottish brogue, and then disappears. Can, can you give us the thick Scottish brogue? Jamie, this was your outro. Don't you guys mess up these fucking toilets, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be the longest-running recurring character on this series. <laughs> He's got a way to go to beat Heston fucking Blumenthal. That's very <laughs> yes. I'm going to get you, Heston, you bald fucker. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> it's true. Curiosity gets the better of you, and having watched the film Train Spotting, you know that climbing through toilets is definitely a good idea. The shock of what's just happened, seemingly enough to trick your stomach into behaving, you crawl through the toilet and into the tunnel, shuffling on your bottom as the darkness consumes you. Further and further you go, until you reach a sharp drop. Your trousers begin to soak as you slosh and slide around bumps and bends. You actually start enjoying yourself. What? <laughs> okay, Ben, we'll be the judge of that. You feel another dip in the tunnel before rising and bursting into blinding light. You leave the tunnel at quite a speed and are jettisoned into the air. Whee! Blinking, you briefly see what looks like palm trees. But before you can take the surroundings in, you plunge into warm water. A moment goes by before you figure out which way is up. Breaching the surface, you cough and splutter ejecting water from your airways as you swim to the edge. You appear to be in some kind of indoor swimming centre. Hello? Jamie, is that you? Not me. I'm sorry, but our desk is closed. Please leave a message after the beep. Hello. I'm very sorry to tell you this, but I visited yesterday after finding that your changing rooms backed onto something I'd rather didn't exist. There is a bomb planted on the premises. I, I shan't say where. Although, even if I did, I doubt anybody could find out how to... No, wait a minute. I'm on the phone. Oh, can you come and get your brother, please? Damn kids. I think they nabbed my wallet. I never should have taken them yesterday. Uh, uh, anyway, where was I? Uh, I doubt anyone could find out how to disarm it. You have about half an hour before it goes off. If anyone is inside, don't try to escape. I've managed to jam the doors closed. I found it interesting that that, that chap sounded awfully like um, Ben with a, uh, a voice alteration filter. He was terribly good about it. <laughs> it looks like your time starts now. <laughs> okay, so what can we see around us, Ben? So you can see around you the uh, swimming pool that you have uh, just uh, been ejected into. You're mm -hmm. um, sort of sitting on the edge. And there are a couple of um, what are probably real indoor palm trees around you. You're in a large enclosed space. Okay, uh, at least three stars. A large seating area with sort of lots of seats. Uh, you can see a, a desk uh, with, um, you know, sort of like, a, like an office-y desk sort of um, mm -hmm. area. You can see a swim shop and a door with locker rooms above it. Okay, can we go and take a look at the desk? You can see the telephone that has just rung and had the message left at it. Mm -hmm. You can see a lost and found box. You see a note and you also see a shredder. Ooh, what's, uh, okay. what's on the note? The note says, Before closing up, tidy seating area, clean locker room, shred visitor data. Okay, let's look in that shredder. Okay, uh, looking in the shredder, you can see that there is a lot of shredded paper. Almost all of it is probably illegible to you. Uh, but poking out of the top is a 
mostly shredded piece of paper, which you will find in the chat and listeners will find in the show notes. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll read out with this. This says it's a, a table with two columns. It says daily visitor data, and then it has a column for name and a column for age. And a name, we've got a lot of names uh, Luther Stamp, Lorne Elliott, Dalton O'Connell, Hall Fair, Corey Watts, Hervey Duncan, Heath Wortham, Randall O'Reed, Edna Royston, Pamela Spaulding, Zane Montgomery, Richard Mann, Oliver Mann, and Mark Mann. Um, and then they have their various ages. I'm wondering, this could just be the way it happens to be displayed on my monitor, but it looks like certain letters in the names are kind of in bold. Are you seeing that, James? I'm seeing the exact same thing. I can confirm that that is the uh, member of staff's handwriting <laughs> that makes it look like that. Okay. Damn. Well, yeah. that's me. I immediately started going, okay, Terraria, no, these are not English words, Benjamin. <laughs> okay, so... We and we've got their ages. Okay, I think that's all we've got here. Yes. Uh, Anything in the lost and found box? The lost and found box says um, some some earrings, a little bit of uh, loose change, and a uh, a pair of boxes. I would like to wear everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> you look at the boxes, and um, you have second thoughts about putting the boxes on, but everything else you wear, superb. <laughs> Including the change. <laughs> Stick it in my forehead. Okay, um, to the seating area? Yes. Cool. The seating area, there is lots of chairs, uh, the sort of the, the lounger-style chairs. Oh, I see, I see. It's more of a spa swimming pool then. Yes, yeah, it's not like a swimming pool. It's more of like a leisure century spa swimming pool. Like fun okay. swim sort of thing. Some of the chairs have got tables next to them. There's um, a couple of towels sort of dotted around here and there. There's a bin with, uh, with, with old towels in. Okay, just... To be sure, can I rummage around through that bin, please? Uh, you can do indeed, yes. Inside the bin, you find a wallet. What's in the wallet? The wallet has a lot of money of a currency that you do not recognise. Um, it also has a photograph. Mm. Ooh. The photograph has uh, three boys on it, and it's got a writing at the top saying, Man Boys, uh, that's M A N. Boys. Okay, that corresponds um, with some of the names on the visitor data. Yes. And then left to right, you've got the names Oliver, Mark, and George. Um, okay. Okay, George Mann's name was not on the list. No. But Oliver it, and Mark's was. It's presumably, that's where this sort of, it, it had been partially shredded, so... Oh, I see, I see. Okay, yes. I just wasn't very good at making it that effect on the picture. So Oliver, George, and Mark. Uh, anything else in the wallet apart from that, that and the money? No, that's it. Mm. Okay. okay. Should we take a little look in the shop? Um, before we go, can I just sort of lift up the towels on the loungers, look under the loungers, just have a really good sort of scour? Uh, yeah, no, of course. So you pick up the, the towels, they're damp, and they're sort of fausty smelling. Sorry? Mm. Feeling a little Fa- fausty? Fausty. Okay. <laughs> you know, come across the word fausty before? No. No, oh. I haven't. The only the only Faust I've come across is Dr. Faustus, who does a deal with the devil. That is, I'm guessing that's where the smell comes from. I'm not too sure, but yeah. <laughs> Are you the devil, Ben? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> that's the kind of thing the devil would say. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> um yeah, so they're slightly fausty smell. You know, like when something damp has been left somewhere overnight. Oh, yeah. There are various towels dotted around, but again, they just appear to be used towels that haven't been very well uh, cleaned up from the night before. Okay. Delightful. I think your first instinct was right, Jamie. To the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Why is that funny? I said shop. 
Either way. And you can go to the locker room or the shop, but um, oh. one of them, Jamie, said one of them he didn't. <laughs> but in my head, it was your idea. <laughs> so where are we heading to? I'm confused. Let's, let's go with the locker room. I, I admire John's confidence. Excellent. Uh, you go into the locker room and it is rather large. You could spend an awful lot of time in here. Some of the lockers are sort of floor to ceiling or at least sort of floor to head height, whereas some of them are half that, you know, stacked one, one above the other. Mm-hmm. All of the lockers appear to be numbered. You notice as you walk in, the one on your left is the number one, but the one on your right is 2,500. So you can appreciate that going through every single locker could oh, take yeah. quite a lot of time. Um, as far as you can make out, all the lockers have keys in them. Um, you know the kind of keys that you go to when you, you get when you go to the swimming pool? Each of the keys have got a elastic band around them that you can either put around your wrist or around your ankle. Okay. Um, at first glance, do any of them appear to be missing? If you look through them, yes, you can find a handful of them that are missing in the immediate vicinity. You know, it's a rather large room. Okay. Mm. Maybe one to come back to potentially if we have more info. Yeah. Are there any, any benches or anything else we can look under? Yeah, there's uh, there's various benches. There's a couple of private rooms for for families and um, and that sort of thing. Can we check out those private rooms? Yes, they appear to be private. Okay. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because Jamie, I think the, the first instant was right to the shop. To the- <laughs> I want to stay in the locker room now. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's mosey on to the shop. So the shop is presumably there for people that have completely and utterly forgotten to bring any kind of swimwear because uh, you can buy goggles here you can buy floats you can buy um, all sorts of you know kind of swimming pool things you can buy trunks and swimming costumes and, and all that and the like there are a number of mannequins dotted around the shop sporting the various wares that, uh, that that are sold can i purchase some swimming goggles with a loose change from the lost and found box um sure yes you um you find a, a pair of toddler sized goggles that you can purchase for about 16 pence cool i'll um i'll put those on um they go around your wrist quite nice damn it okay you've you don't have a toddler ben <laughs> um <laughs> can i take a look at the till i'm assuming there is a till uh, yes there is a till yes it's um a till is it locked up? Let's say no, but the the, the drawer is open and there's the, 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 the money bit has been taken out. Um, okay, so they've cashed up. Yes, prior to opening. Okay. Anything about the mannequins mm. that's strange or unusual? Looking at one of them, you do indeed find that on the ankle of one of them, there is a key. What number is it? It looks to be for locker 158. Okay. Jamie, I think your first instinct was right. To the lockers the locker with the key. <laughs> that we rip off the mannequin. Just take the mannequin. Yeah, we'll take, we'll the, whole take the whole thing. Come, Dorothy. <laughs> you uh, drag the entire mannequin uh, into the locker room. Um, much to its disgust, it has to be said. Yep. Um, Two men taking a mannequin into a locker room to the private family rooms. It's okay. We just need the ankle. It's okay. <laughs> you detach the foot and just take the foot. Oh, Guest starring Quentin Tarantino. Fantastic. So you head over to locker 158. This is a floor-to-ceiling locker. Oh, I bet there's a body inside. And the key does, in fact, fit. Do you feel ready to open it? Mm, Not now you said that. (laughs) I I did. I was going to open it as a matter of course. Have key, will open. But now, now I'm horrified. Do I feel ready? I mean, maybe that's where where the bomb is. And if we open it, it could explode. Or... 
Could we just listen to the message again? Um, yes, you I go do back. the salient bits and not the bollocks where his kid comes in. <laughs> uh, you, um, you you go back to the uh, to, like the, the main desk and uh, listen to the message. I'm very sorry to tell you this. No, you're not. When I visited yesterday after finding that your changing rooms backed onto something I'd rather didn't exist. There is a bomb planted on the premises. I, I shan't say where. Although, even if I did, I doubt anybody could find out how to... No, wait a minute. I'm on the phone. Oh, can you come and get your brother, please? Damn kids. I think they nabbed my wallet. I never should have taken them yesterday. Uh, uh, anyway, where was I? Uh, I doubt anyone could find out how to disarm it. You have about half an hour before it goes off. If anyone is inside, don't try to escape. I've managed to jam the doors closed. Uh, and just to mention that it's more like 18 minutes now. Oh, Okay, so there's mention of a wallet there. So the kids took his wallet. So this is probably our one of the Mr. Man, yeah, Richard Mann potentially from the what a prick. the data. What exactly did he say? Did he say I found out that the changing rooms backed onto something I'd rather didn't exist? Yeah, was that what he said? That's what. It, yeah, that's what he heard. Uh, yes. What the disabled toilet? <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, what an arsehole. Um, okay, uh, I say let's open up this locker. We're ready. Excellent. So you uh, place the key in, give it a turn, and you open up the locker. The locker appears to be mostly empty, but attached, although you can't figure out how, to the back of the locker is a bomb. On the bomb, there is a keypad and a small digital display. Looks like it takes five digits. Okay. I'm guessing... uh, Is there any... Is the bomb counting down or anything? I know we've got sort of 16 and a half minutes since, since the message, but... Uh, sure, yes. The uh, the bomb currently displays to uh, 1640, 1639, okay. Any, 1631. Can you describe the bomb? Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> what does it say now? <laughs> 1632. <laughs> cool. Um, could you give a little more detail about the bomb? Uh, it's a bomb. Okay. It has a digital display that looks like it takes about five characters. Oh, fuck. A keypad. And a secondary display now that reads 1615. I've made this worse. (laughs) Never ask questions. Okay, so we think it's the man's that this is about. Mm. Richard Mann is the adult. His name is on the Daily Visitor data. And he's aged 40. Yeah. Oliver Mann is aged 15. And Mark Mann is aged 13. There's another kid, George Mann, whose age we don't have. Yeah. On the photograph that we've got, does George look older or younger than the other two? Uh, George looks younger. Okay. okay. So he could that could be a single digit number, and the five digits we're looking for are the kids' ages potentially. Yeah, I was thinking that. Um, but do we have? Could we try that? Like, what will happen if we presumably if we get this wrong, the bomb won't blow up because the bomb's on a timer. The bomb's going to blow up when it blows up. So could we try one five one three nine? <laughs> you try one three. No, like one, one five, five, one three nine. Five, one three nine. Text scrolls along the display saying, "Attempt one of two. Oh fuck! Oh <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> oh God! Okay, so um, so brute forcing is not not an option. <laughs> okay, um, could I? Uh, take a little dive bomb into the pool area itself and then see if there's anything under the water. Mm. Apart from bits of silt and whatnot that um, people have dragged in to the uh, to the pool, um, the swimming pool looks like a regular swimming pool. Can we take a moment to enjoy the way that Ben adds these little like bits of dust and crap and stuff? I remember being in miniaturised inside a cupboard and he went to great lengths to describe the lint. <laughs> 
<laughs> which was totally irrelevant to anything. But it's good world building. <laughs> yeah. Whereas a bomb, oh, it looks like a bomb. Okay, cool. <laughs> Tell me more about this lint. Are you back in the shop? <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay. I just feel that as long as I'm not going as far as Tolkien did to, to explain a blade of grass, I'm, I'm good. It's a fair point. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like we're still missing, we're missing components here. There's got to be something else going on. Yeah. Um, because we'd just be guessing. Yeah. We have a load of other numbers on the daily visitor data. I can confirm you have everything you need. Oh. What? Okay. Interesting. Um, something I'd rather didn't exist. Mm. Is there any other doors in the locker rooms that we've not explored or anything that would back on to the changing rooms? There is um, not back up well i guess everything backs onto the locker rooms depending on what wall you're looking at um <laughs> Fair. what what that's not helpful <laughs> please man, in the architectural diagram for this building well if you look in the uh chat <laughs> no well if you come out of the uh swimming pool and into the locker room then yes over to the right somewhere there are some double doors with way out above them and presumably those are barred uh well and truly um not opening okay is there anything on those doors that's of interest? Handles. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Right, we have 12 minutes. Yes. So we've got the photograph of the three boys. We know the ages of two of them. Um, and we can, we, can we hear a bit more detail on this photograph? Assuming there is detail. Assuming it's not just a photograph of three boys, like the bomb, but not like the dust. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there are some creases on the where it's been oh, in the bullet. Fuck me! <laughs> Slightly dog-eared around the edges. Um, uh, I think all that's probably relevant is that there are three boys. Two look like they're early to mid teens, and the other is sort of late not teens. So we went with nine. I mean, we've still got ten, eleven, and everything. Hmm. We got eight and seven potentially as well. We've only got one guess. So, and we're assuming that's 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 assuming that it's the ages put together, which yeah, is just that is pure guess. I, I'm wondering if there is a clue in the message. Mm. I know we've heard it twice, but Ben, could we hear the message again? I can, if you would like, paste the um, text. Paste yes, please. The chat. Yes, um, please. What I can tell you is there's not an awful lot of... You won't find anything in it, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> After finding that you're changing rooms backed onto something I'd rather didn't exist. That's the, that's the part about this that I, I don't... Um, mm. I don't get. It's a really weird thing to say that. Ben, is that relevant? It depends if you escape or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, there was a bomb plant on the premises. I shan't say where, although even if I did, I doubt anyone could find out how to disarm it. Now, wait a minute. I'm on the phone. Oliver, can you come and get your brother, please? Damn kids. I think they've nabbed my wallet. I never should have taken them yesterday. Anyway, where was I? You're about half an hour before it goes, it goes off. I never should have taken them yesterday. So that I think, yeah, it ties in with the fact that we got the we found the wallet in the bin um, with the photograph that connects. This is that he's the dad of the of the three kids. Yeah, he's, right he's Richard Matt. Yeah. Um, could we take another look at the desk? Um, you can do, yeah. So there's the I'm guessing that the phone currently works because we've listened to the message. Um, can we do the old one four seven one to find out the last number? <laughs> you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Sure, yes, you can do uh, 1471. Uh, unfortunately, the message shows that the number was withheld. Ah, damn you, Richard, man, you bastard. 
Dickman. Or Dickman to his friends. <laughs> Dickman by name. The thing is, Ben wouldn't give us the asset with the daily visitor data unless it was relevant. Yeah. So I think so, and the only the only people who have been mentioned on it are the Mann family, Richard Mann, Oliver Mann, Mark Mann, and then George Mann, who has been shredded yeah. off. I don't suppose we can sort of find the shredded bottom and stick it back on to get George's age, can we? There looks like there are several days worth of data in the shredder. Disturbing the um the the shreds would probably um I you you'd spend more than the almost eight and a half minutes you have left. Oh bum. Okay. So what is it? Richard Mann, who is 40, Oliver Mann, who is 15, Mark Mann, who is 13, and George Mann, who presumably, unless he was a twin with Mark, must be like 11 or 10 or 9. Yeah, I'm guessing, well, yeah, it could even be 9, 8, maybe 7, because Ben said late, not teens. So that's young. We've also, bear in mind, we've also got Locker 158, and we've got Richard Mann's age of 40, which could pump together to be five numbers, but I don't Mm. see why. And Ben, you say we have everything we need. Uh, yes, you received everything you needed uh, after getting out of the pool. After getting out of the pool. Yes, that is to say that you uh, you heard the phone message while you were in the pool. I see. Okay, Jamie, I'm stumped, man. This is a uh, man. <clears throat> hey, this is a tricksy one. I was going to say go shake the palm trees, but I don't think that's too relevant at this stage. So what else? Uh, so we could. I mean, we can add stuff up, but I, I even I doubt it. Um, the wallet. Yes. Could you remind us of what exactly was in the wallet? Uh, there is a lot of money of a currency that you do not recognise. Could we examine uh, money, please? Uh, it's paper-based. Fuck's uh, sake. A <laughs> has a nice matte finish. <laughs> <laughs> has lettering that you cannot recognise. Maybe it's Cyrillic or something like that, or however you pronounce it. Hmm. Looks awfully like set dressing. Again, I... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that feels weirdly specific, but then he said it looks awfully like set dressing. <laughs> clearly not. Um, you've got the small change. Yeah, I got the... Uh, between the daily visitor data and the photograph, you should have everything you need. Daily visitor data and the photograph. Okay, Oliver, can you come and get your brother, please? Damn kids, I didn't even have my wallet. I never should have taken them yesterday anyway, but was it? Your brother... Oliver, can you come and get your brother? Oh, so maybe Georgie's not around anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> taken into a taken into a storm drain by a killer I mean, clown. If you had multiple children, like like three, and one of them were bugging you on the phone, would you say come and get your brothers, or would you say come and get your Keep brother? Keep them together. Uh, Otherwise they split apart, you never see them again. <laughs> Hiya, Georgie. I never should have taken them yesterday. Anyway, where was I? Like I say, I don't think that the phone message is uh, going to be an awful lot of use to you. So current bits we have then are names of all the visitors with the man, three of the man family in there and their ages. Mm -hmm. And then the photograph with Ollie, Mark and George. Ollie, Mark, we have the ages for. George, we don't. We need five digits to disarm the bomb. Hmm. I'm assuming it's numbers only. Yes. Okay. By Jove, I think we might need a steer. (sighs) I bet... I'm I'm loathed to, to ask. <laughs> presumably, presumably, this can be worked out. Yes, yes. Um, you might like to look at the relationship between the names and the ages. What? Oh, for fuck's sake, Benjamin! <laughs> God damn it! So Oliver, fifteen is the is always uh, the fifteenth letter of the alphabet. M is the thirteenth letter of the alphabet. Oh, so George God, is the seventh letter really? of the alphabet. One five one three seven. Can try that as a code in the bomb. Stamping the number one five one three seven. You into prick. the keypad. You of the absolute bomb. prick. A small congratulatory sound rings out. Woohoo! There's a word for people like you. 
as you pat yourself on the back for a job well done, the back of the locker falls backwards and a cold wind emerges. Climbing through the locker, the door snaps behind you and you're left on a snowy landscape. You look around and appear to have come out of a tree. There's a road a short distance from where you are with what looks like a sign to a town or village. Getting a little closer, you read the sign that says, Welcome to Narnia. Congratulations, you have solved my puzzle. <laughs> I went you trapped bastard. in Narnia. <laughs> oh, I can see it. Uh, God damn it. Yeah, oh. it's right in front of me. You are such a Richard man. <laughs> and the, the, oh. it's the O in the M that gives you the clue. Mm, yeah, yeah. God, uh, that's Oliver and Mark. That's incredibly <laughs> sneaky, Ben. I love it. Which is why I said, like, it, you might have just picked up on that, like, really quickly mm. and just solved the puzzle in sort of five or ten minutes with all the fluff that I'd put around it. Or you could have eked out. You had about, uh, I've, I've let the timer go slightly, but you've, you've had about uh, three and a half minutes left. So good going. We, we made a yeah. made a pig. We made a bit of a mountain out of it. That was cool. I like that. I think if you were if you were a, if you were a numbers person, you'd get that quickly. But I'm, I'm not. I'm really not. No, and it's something that I would do, especially if I'm running out of ideas. I would just um, start indexing like things. Because... Alphanumericize. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I can tell you that I thought that you might try to brute force it. I thought that you might try to brute force it from the other end, and you were going to have three attempts. <laughs> and, and I panicked when you realised it was probably one digit. And uh, you start at nine. I was like, shit, if they have three, we'll get we it. can quite easily get to seven. <laughs> so close. Fair. So close. That's fair. So I panicked. I also didn't have anything in my notes about it. So I kind of entirely forgot about it until you said <laughs> if only, If only we, if only we were recording the, uh, this on the video so we could see Ben's eyes just go, fuck. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a massive help in reaching new audiences. And as mentioned at the top of the show, we're also on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash the infinite escape room, where you can listen to episodes a week early, have your name mentioned on the show, get unedited episodes and more. We love you lots and we hope to see you next time in another infinite escape room. Goodbye. Bye bye. I think I've got diabetes. <laughs>